Good morning and welcome to today's edition of 10 Minutes of Torah, Daily Dose of Torah. Today is Monday the 8th of Elul, entitled Unraveling the, the Mystery of Oseh Shalom. More of that in a moment. First, today's Hayyoyim Yoyim, today's Hasidic teaching, which is a story about the third Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, who um, was Rebbe during the mid-1800s, a very tumultuous time for Russian Jewry, um, as it was uh, during the time of the rise of what came to be known as the Enlightenment Movement that sought to um, secularize Jewish education in uh, Russia. And um, this was a tremendous, posed a tremendous challenge to uh, Jewish education and um, the Tzemach Tzedek was invited to a uh, meeting with government officials and a rabbinical conference I'm sorry it was a, a rabbinical conference in St. Petersburg in 1843 and um, uh, apparently a lot of the other rabbis there were ready to uh, compromise and capitulate to some, to the government pressure that was actually coming from within the Enlightenment movement on the Jewish community, as I said, to secularize Jewish education. And he was steadfast and strong and uh, prevailed to preserve the integrity of a Torah true Jewish education, which of course he understood is the absolute key and foundation of um, the Jewish people and of Jewish continuity and growth. So he attributed his success at this conference, uh, despite all odds, to three things. And one of them, he said, was it was in the merit of the 32,000 hours that he had toiled in studying the discourses, that, which means the mystical teachings of his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, over a period of 30 years from 1804 to 1834. So he basically spent most nights deep in study, racking up 32,000 hours of deep, meditative, contemplative, um, integrative study of mystical texts. And he said that was a contributing factor to his success at this meeting in defending Torah. Uh, in 1804, he established a fixed session for the study of these mystical treaties and, and teachings, and in 1834, he actually um, published them. So the takeaway is that the reason that he succeeded in defending the integrity of Torah was because he was so deeply committed to its study and promulgation um, himself. So. There's a lesson here, and that is that the more connected and committed we are to something ourselves internally, um, the more we have the capacity to uh, defend it uh, in a more public way should that type of uh, challenge arise, or the more we also have the ability to disseminate it and share it. So it all starts with our own personal level of engagement and commitment, and that is what gives us the uh, ability to be able to be influencers in the uh, greater outside world. That's the Hayyim Yoyim uh, Hasidic teaching for today. 
and uh, speaking of um, influencers being influencers the uh, one in the Torah section of today which is the second section of Kiseitze Torah says that if you see the uh, donkey of your um, brother um, buckling under uh, under its load it's a donkey or an ox falling on the road um, and ignore them you must pick them up together um, with him in other words you're not allowed to turn a blind eye to the uh, donkey or ox of your brother that has fallen on the road but engage talk about engagement and influencing and help out so there's this is understood in a literal sense today it might be uh, if you see someone's uh, car stuck on the road or something side of the road and uh, you have the ability to help out to do so in the spiritual sense the Rebbe says as follows talking toward the says you, you see your brother's donkey or ox fallen on the road and the spiritual understanding of this is that if you see your brother has fallen spiritually either to the level of a donkey a donkey represents someone who's completely spiritually checked out or an ox is someone who has channeled their soul into aggressive behavior like an ox or aggressive pursuit of materialism um, either way people who are spiritually disconnected and you might um, adopt the attitude of uh, I can't really help this person they're like they're a goner that they're too far gone says the Torah that you shall surely not turn a blind eye and not be oblivious and not ignore and not write them off but rather you shall surely pick them up help someone um, pick themselves up spiritually and as the Rebbe says that the reason that God orchestrates uh, orchestrated things such that you should witness this particular individual spiritual fallen state that itself is God's way of telling you that you have the ability to be able to help them otherwise God would not have exposed them to you good morning from Chabad of Flagstaff at 10 to 6 a.m. the sun must be rising there in beautiful Flagstaff Arizona thank you for checking in okay um, and now what was that that was the uh, oh, that was the Torah portion and now for the title of today unraveling the big mystery one of the most famous Jewish songs is Oh, Jose Shalom Bimromal, who ya se Shalom Aleinu, ve al kol Israel, ve imru, imru, amen. What do those words mean? Why is it such a powerful song? So, most people uh, pick up on one word there, which is the key word Shalom, prayer for peace. But what do the words actually mean? Oh, we even have someone tuning in from Boca Raton, Gloria. Um, welcome. So, uh, what do the words actually mean? Oseh Shalom Bimromav means he who makes peace on high 
shall bring peace upon us, Valkol Yisrael and all of Israel, now let us say Amen. What does this mean? To make peace on high. Who is warring? Where, what are the, who are the warring factions on high that need God's intervention for peace? Wilson checking in from Central British Columbia in Canada. Thank you for checking in. Um, so here's what the Altareb explains in today's Tanya. What this is a reference to is God making peace between two angels, the angel Michael, Michael and the angel Gabriel, Gabriel. The angel Michael, Michael is the angel of water and the angel Gabriel is the angel of fire. What is the peace that God makes? That the water doesn't extinguish the fire and the fire doesn't uh, doesn't um, uh, affect and uh, turn the water into vapor. In other words, the fire and water peacefully coexist. Now, um, in, in, the, in the language of Kabbalah and so on, what this represents, we're not talking about actual um, fire and water in the physical sense. What we're talking about is the energy of fire and the energy of water. The energy of water is chesed, which is flow, kindness, connection, unbridled, unlimited flow of energy and connection. That's chesed. And the energy of fire, which burns things up, is the energy of restriction, the energy of withholding, the energy of rejection. That's why water flows down and fire um, fire moves in an upward direction because it's sending things back, it's rejecting, it's sending things up, and water is about bringing flow, bringing things down. So what is the peace that God creates? So what this is talking about is talking about how these angels are agents for how God um, provides flow of energy to the universe which comes in two variations there is infinite flow which is chesed and then there's very measured and um, very dis uh, discriminate flow which is givura, uh, which is very limited type of flow that only yeah that's the type of beneficence blessing and flow that only comes to an individual who is extremely scrupulous and extremely um, deserving making peace between the two is God's way of balancing these two. God is not quote-unquote goodness per se, meaning God is the source of goodness. God is the source of all things. But what uh, he's also the source of givorah. He's also the source of withholding and of uh, what's known as discipline or withholding. Um, so making peace between the two is, is because God transcends both. He's able to balance them, which means He's able to balance the impulse to, to be unrestricted in flow and um, providing all, all resources and blessing, which can be overwhelming, tempering that and measuring, uh, measuring that in a more measured manner with givura to make sure that the flow that people are receiving and the universe is receiving is, um, is appropriate, not overly discerning and withholding because then no one would deserve anything. Um, not overly generous, then we'd be spoiled and we wouldn't appreciate anything. But this is the attribute actually of Tiferis, which is called compassion, 
that is able to balance so that what we are, what God is sharing is, um, is appropriate for everything that the universe needs to continue to grow, to expand, and so on. So this has many ramifications and manifestations in terms of um, parenting, how to balance love and discipline in education, in growing a company, in every area of life. Um, we need to balance these two, which is the um, to facilitate growth, but at the same time to make sure that it's done in a responsible manner. So that's um, the song, Oseh Shalom Bim Ramav, God who makes peace on high, which means God was able to find and strike that right balance between giving and withholding, between flow and uh, discernment and so on. Who Yaseh Shalom Aleinu is to give us too the ability to be able to create peaceful balance within our own selves and peaceful balance in the way that we interact and interface with the world around us. That's the uh, Tanya for today. Speaking about balance and integration, Maimonides, Rambam's laws, we are studying now the laws of how the moon and the, uh, how the moon is sanctified and very, very complex area of uh, Jewish law gets into a lot of astronomy and so on and so forth. And uh, w one of the essential points of this is <clears throat> that the Jewish calendar is in a constant dance between the solar and lunar cycles. Because um, the Jewish calendar, on the one hand, the holidays need to be in particular seasons, like Passover has to be in the spring, for example. Um, and so we're very cognizant of the solar seasons. On the other hand, the months of the Jewish calendar are established based on the lunar cycle. That's one of the reasons why this year that we're about to start, God willing, in a few weeks from now, is a leap year. We have an extra 13th month to make sure that Passover is in the spring, Shavuot is in the early summer, and then Sukkot is in the early fall. Um, if we wouldn't have a leap year this year, everything would be very early. As we know, Rosh Hashanah is very early this year, so, so, so to speak, in early September. And that's because um, after three years of not having a leap year, there's always a discrepancy between the lunar and solar cycles of 11 years, 11 days per year, and that, that adds up to a month, and then you add, end up having um, the seasons and the months, the Jewish months, out of sync. So the Jewish calendar is, is, is all about maintaining the synchronicity between the lunar and solar um, cycles. Says the Rebbe that the one of the difference between the sun and the moon is that the sun um, is consistent in its output of light and the moon, of course, fluctuates from month to month. So the Rebbe says that the sun represents people who are very um, consistently righteous, like the sun. They never falter. They continue continued output of positivity and of holiness, a.k.a. tzaddikim, righteous and saintly people. The moon represents Baalei Teshuvah, people who uh, in life go through ups and downs, struggle, just like the, the moon waxes and um, wanes, so too the person, the Baal Teshuvah, someone who goes through ups and downs, waxes and wanes, just like the moon. So the idea of the Jewish calendar is the uh, keeping these things in sync, which means that even though the tzaddik is the righteous individual, is very consistent, um, but sometimes there's no there's no quantum leap of, of growth 
in their consistency. So their connection to the moon is um, something that gives the tzaddik, the saintly person, the ability to be able to um, not only be consistent, but also to, to, be, to make radical growth and, and um, leaps and changes in their life. And for the, um, the moon, the, for the lunar people like us, we are tethered to the sun, which um, gives us also the power and the ability to be able to tap into consistency, um, just like the sun, in, at, um, in the way that we live our daily lives. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of A Daily Dose of Torah. Tomorrow and Wednesday we'll be broadcasting on Jewish.tv's Facebook page. Please join us there. Um, please share today's broadcast with all your friends and, and friends-to-be on Facebook. And make it a great day.